Rainton's booked with us. Forget that. I've got big news. Guess who's in town? Who? Come on, tell me. I can't guess. Alfie, will you tell your train fleet to mind his own business? Quiet, Didi. Let Goo talk. As I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, Kendall Gill is back in town, signing autographs at the comic book store. Kendall Gill? Wow! Time out, Goo. Are you serious? Is Didi Goopy? Oh, man! You are serious. Kendall Gill is dope. Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to get his autograph before it was traded. Hey, let's go. We're there. Tra-la, tra-la-la-la-la, twilly-twilly-dum. Bang, bang, shoo-little-lulu, Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 40. Hooray! <laughs> we are back from the yeah. end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it feels weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like something big ended. <laughs> um, new year, new Big Orange Couch yes. podcast. <laughs> and in the spirit of a new year, we thought we would talk about our favorite pilots. Yeah. And if you don't know what a pilot is, it's the... Uh, industry term for first episode, pretty much, or the first kind of like a test episode, almost like yeah. So people can watch and decide whether to pick up the show yeah. or not. Sometimes they become the first episode of the yes. show, and as we'll find out today, sometimes they're made but never seen by the public. Yeah. And in in some cases today, we didn't see them yeah. either, so we just went with whatever was next. But um, yeah, so we're gonna talk our favorite pilots, the favorite first of us. Yeah, cool. this was tough, tough for me. Yeah, we're talking. We'll 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 tell you guys in a second. Um, but we're talking close to thirty pilots. Yeah, uh, that we. <laughs> that's a lot. Painstakingly of, went through. Yeah, it starts out really fun, and <laughs> I'd say by fifteen or twenty, I was. Well, I'll say I started out with what I thought were going to be the worst ones, mm. and got to the better ones. So, like Man. by the time I got to the end, I was still feeling okay. That's a much better idea than what I did. <laughs> yeah, there's a. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. I won't give anything away. Um, do you want to... We, we've gotten some... Yeah, we've listener. got a couple yeah. listener emails. Cool. Uh, the first one is from Justin. Yeah. He says that 2017 has brought back a lot of angst and unrest he hasn't <laughs> felt in years. Yeah. Um, so he's going to try and shine the things that he enjoyed that brought him the most sanity in mm. the dark year. Um, so we'll start out with his events. Okay. His top three events. Number three, discovering the Big Orange Couch podcast. Hey, cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Um, he said, after a few years of being burned out on the abundance of pro wrestling and music podcasts, <laughs> this pulled him back into enjoying audio shows by tapping into the most pure joy from the best years as a kid. Cool. We think so, too. Yeah. Not about our podcast, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like looking at Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, his number two is the Pittsburgh Penguins winning back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. Hmm. Uh, he got to attend game one of the finals, and they got oh, nice. the win. By far the greatest sports memory he has attended in person. Nice. And this was the fifth championship in franchise history that he's been, f- and he's been fortunate enough to see all five. Wow. Uh, well, congrats, Justin. It's very exciting when your city gets to win. We we here in Cleveland have done it once in like 60 years. <laughs> and the number one event of 2017 is the news of a forthcoming Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark movie? Yeah. Which yeah, pretty that's, cool. That's huge. Yeah, we didn't mention that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll probably be whatever the whatever year the movie comes out. 
Oh yeah. Then the movie might make money. Yeah, yeah, it'll be big. Yeah. Um, his Fergusons were Making America Great, mm. Old Rich White People, mm-hmm. and the New England Patriots. Well, Justin, it's time for us to break the news. Me and Andrew are 70 years old and <laughs> filthy rich. <laughs> That's why we've decided to do this podcast. Yeah. We have nothing else to do with it. We have so much money, we're bored. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Um, he also gave us his best video games of the year, uh, which included Friday the 13th, the game, mm-hmm. and the Super NES NES Classic Edition, which uh, was both yeah. great things. Yeah. Um, he is way behind on books, he says. Mm. Uh, he has a stack of books, none from 2017, that he's looking forward to getting into. Mm. Um, and I was pretty much the same way in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, audiobooks are really helpful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've really gotten more into them as my time has become more scarce. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, he says the best movies were number two, Get Out. Yeah, really. And number one, It. Yeah. Two horror movies, and they were both. Great. Yeah, it's out now on DVD, yes. and I'm eager to kind of check it out again because the the more I kind of have time to sit with it, the more I think they did a really killer yeah. job. Pun intended. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, he his Ferguson kind of in the spirit of my own Ferguson mm-hmm. because he hasn't seen this one. Oh, he's saying Mother. Guess Just, what? <laughs> what? I saw Mother. Oh boy. <laughs> what, well, what's what's the verdict? Yeah. Um. Okay, so I didn't hate it as much as Chris did. Uh, I, I, w- I would argue the first one-third of it is really intriguing. Like, it uh. kind of hooks you in kind of a Twilight Zone type feel. Um, but I do agree with some of Chris's sentiment that the end of it is a little bit of a mess. Hmm. Um, I think it thinks it's a little better than it is, a little cl- more clever than okay. it is. Um, and I didn't really like the moral of the story. So it left me wanting. Hmm. I wouldn't. It still wouldn't have been. I don't think it would have been my Ferguson. Um, but it, it. It's weird because it seems like people either hate it yeah. or love it, yeah. and I fell somewhere in the middle. <laughs> okay. Just I, I could see why people like it yeah. a lot, and I could see why people hate it a lot. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I still cannot wait to watch it. Especially yeah. the more I hear about I it, know. the more I can't wait. I, I sat there thinking of you often, going, "Oh, I bet Andrew likes this part," and then pondering whether you like mm, others so i'm okay. really i'm eager yeah okay. <laughs> and we'll keep the uh, listeners informed <laughs> yeah yes i will have to get to it um his be- favorite music in 2017 included propaganda victory lap mm-hmm. which i didn't even know they still made music <laughs> but that's awesome uh rancid troublemaker and western addiction tremulous mm-hmm. which i'm not I know familiar that. with yeah. western addiction um, his close calls were Code Orange Forever and Night Marathons. Night Marathons. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Of Not those. real familiar. No. Yeah. Oh, they. Oh, um, the, they're bands that have been doing stuff in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Oh, That's local bands. Them. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Nice oh. to shout them out. Oh, Concealed Blade, self-titled. Excuse me. That's another one. It's oh, on the okay. next page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, his Ferguson, Taylor Swift. Reputation. Yeah, that was a reoccurring one. I, I can't say I've listened to it in full. So <laughs> I, I haven't either. But uh, he does say he's enjoyed most of her previous stuff. Okay. Um, but he doesn't enjoy mainstream music for the most part. So uh, mm. that goes along with that. Um, his favorite television series were Glow. Yeah, good one. Great. Uh, I thought it was really good. Really yeah. good. Uh, American Horror Story Cult, 
which I thought was pretty good this year. Yeah, um, a step up. Yes, definitely. Um, and Stranger Things 2. I know, we, none of us mentioned it, but it was good. I still haven't watched it yet. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I prefer the first season, but, um, you know, the characters are really likable. Yeah. The story's interesting enough. Um, yeah. and, and Sean Astin just knocks it uh, out of the park this really? season. <laughs> Why isn't Sean Astin just in everything? <laughs> That's what everyone's been asking themselves. Yeah. Um, his Ferguson in keeping up with us is young Sheldon, mm. which I think we, <laughs> we can practically unanimously <laughs> agree on is just a poor idea. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Um, his best of Nickelodeon, um, he said that he's happy the Splat Channel is a thing, and he loves the podcast again. Good. Yeah, very cool. And his Ferguson is the Splat not airing the live-action shows he wants to see, which <laughs> I could totally feel Man, I'm on feel board. On they are real yeah. short on live-action stuff. They, I mean, almost, it's all animated. Yes, it's very weird to me, too, because it seems like... Um, it's Nickelodeon. Don't they own all this stuff? Can't they just put on whatever they want, whenever they want? If I had to guess, it's the old classic rights to music, maybe? Uh, I don't know. For Pete something Pete, to do it seems it. surely that might be the issue. Yeah. Um, but, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Why isn't that being played? Yes. Um, unless other, unless the rights have somehow shifted or something. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. strange. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, we also heard from Corey. He said, hey guys, sorry I missed uh, on reaching out for the year in review episode, but I wanted to say that I love the podcast and I like how it has the feeling of just a couple buds hanging out, uh, but still is very organized and informative. I look forward to it every week and I appreciate all the hard work. Cheers to 2018. So thank you, Corey. Yes. Um, and we got one more recording. Someone sent us an audio. They're a little late, but that's okay. Yes. Uh, we, we're happy to share anybody's thoughts who wants to share them. Uh, so this is from Bob. Uh, so let's listen to what Bob had to say. Hey, guys, this is Bob. Um, thank you for giving me an opportunity here, an extended amount of time, to deliver my end-of-year thank you message. Um, it's basically the same as all of my emails. Uh, thank you guys so much for putting this podcast together. Um, you guys do an excellent job. Your guests are always really good. Um, you talk about these shows with a depth and a level of understanding that, I mean, I don't even think, I mean, I never even thought it was possible to, to dig in so deep into these characters and episodes and stories and everything. And it's, it's great. I really enjoy it. Um, I've, been, <laughs> I've been into this stuff for a really long time. I found that Clickstein book a couple of years ago and read it. I was really excited about it. I tried talking to friends about it. Nobody was really that interested in it. So when I saw this podcast for the first time, uh, my jaw hit the floor. And that first 45 minutes or an hour, or however long the first episode was, uh, I stopped dead in my tracks at work and didn't do a single thing while I sat and, and very stealthily listened to you guys for the first time. So I uh, really appreciate it. Um, I hope this continues on for a really long time, and um, if there's any mistakes in this message, it's because I refuse to go back and listen to my stupid voice. It's scarier than any Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. So keep up the great work, and Happy New Year, and I look forward to the BOC podcast in 2018. Nice. Wow, very helpful. Heartfelt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so all, all your feedback kind of really keeps us going. Yeah. I'd uh, love to <laughs> know that somebody's listening. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, so thanks, Bob. Um, but let's get to the task at hand, and it's a heavy task. Yeah, um, boy. 
Would you say the most daunting list episode? Easily the <laughs> most preparation that I've had to do for any episode. Any? Yes. Okay. Like I'm... some of the other stuff, like the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes that we went over, I remember those like just by looking at the title usually but most of these i didn't remember at all it was it was a bunch of work just to find what is considered the pilot because that can be a tricky business um some of these episodes have pilots but have never been released yeah and so in those cases andrew and i just defaulted to whatever the first available thing was um and yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange thing. So we did the best we could as far as determining <laughs> what was a pilot. If you're in disagreement with us, please <laughs> correct just, us. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um so here we did not we did not consider game shows for pilots. That just seems a little silly. Yeah. Um so we did just stick to kind of your classic shows. And here's what we considered in no particular order. Uh, we are considering for pilots The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Rugrats, Angry Beavers, Rocco's Modern Life, Ren and Stimpy, Hey Arnold, As Told by Ginger, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Space Cases, Salute Your Shorts, The Wild Thornberries, Doug, Ah Real Monsters, Fifteen, Hey Dude, Rocket Power, The Secret World of Alex Mack, Keenan and Kel, All That, The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo, Welcome Freshman, Cousin Skeeter, My Brother and Me, Cat Dog, SpongeBob SquarePants, Kablam, Alan Strange, A Hundred Deeds for Eddie McDowd, and Wienerville. Am I missing something? I believe the one that you are missing is Clarissa Explains It All. Oh, duh. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my bad. Uh, And Clarissa Explains It All. My bad. Um, Did I say salute your shorts? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, there there is a lot. Uh, So anyway, I I think it's exactly 30. Um, so yeah. we, we uh-huh. did our due diligence and so the, today the way it'll work is we'll do our top five of what we think are the best five pilots. We'll do our close calls, Ferguson's, and then just because we watch so many, anything you want to just get off your chest about anything else. Yes. Yeah. Um, um and I meant to mention earlier, uh, something that I want to change from that I did in the podcast last year Oh, okay. is, um, I really want to try to nail it down to one close call. So I'm going to really try to do that this time. Boy. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, if you have two, keep them. People have, just... pe- a couple people have said this, including Alan on his call that, yeah. that we really should keep it to one close call. And while I wholeheartedly agree, we're talking 30 episodes that we had to narrow, so I'm sorry, but I will have two close calls today. Oh, actually, I'm going to have two today, but that's it. Okay. After today, it's one. Okay, we're shaking on yes. it. Uh, one close call after this until we feel like we need to. Um, I do like trying to come up with that one, though. Yeah. You know, like trying to nail it down instead of yeah. like giving myself a little leeway. So when doing this pilot episode list kind of in my head what i tried to do is like not worry about the fact that i know what the rest of the series looks like yeah yeah. really just focus on these episodes and in my head i was like okay if i was the ceo of nickelodeon yes after i watched this episode would i give it the thumbs (laughs) up to renew it yeah kind that kind of thing i tried to do that same thing it was very difficult like i found myself just accidentally thinking about the rest of the show sometimes and you know yeah um i don't know how you went about watching these but i did these like most of them in one day yeah Uh, there's a couple random ones but like i just did a full day of back to back Um, 
honestly, I probably did it in four chunks. I'd mm. say like eight episodes a yeah. chunk, something close to that. Mm. Um, so now I had to break it up a little bit, and I'm I'm kind of happy I did that because I think I would have just, um, I think I would have <laughs> fainted <laughs> yeah. of exhaustion. Um, I'm kind of glad that I did it this way, just because, uh, especially as I started getting further in. Um, it was easier to compare them to each other. Mm. It's like I was watching them so close yeah. that when one felt really good all of a sudden, I was like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. That did happen. I mean, that still happened where, you know, you watch a dud. Yeah. And you watch one that's kind of good. And then when you get to one where you're like, wow, this is a high quality. Yes. Yeah. You kind of you kind of <laughs> knew it to see it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hold against, like, um, just using, for example, like Rugrats, the animation's much it looks cool, yeah, yeah. but it's crude yeah. compared to um, a, lo- a lot of the rest of the Rugrats. And so, again, I tried not to hold that type of stuff um, against it. But mm. uh. I, I feel like I considered all angles. Okay. <laughs> and even still, I'm not totally sure of my picks. But uh, no. But just because there were so many really good ones. Like, yeah. It wasn't so hard to nail down the get the bad ones off the list. Yeah. It was just like, wow, these are really strong <laughs> pilots. Did you? I guess I'll hear in a second, but do you have anything on there that surprised you? Um, yes. Actually, I think my whole, li- almost my whole list is pretty surprising for me. Okay. For, like, my picks that I've made in the past, uh, this is, like, a f- pretty far difference. Okay, I'm tingling with anticipation. Okay. <laughs> shall, shall we wait no longer? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, so favorite pilot episodes, oh, number five. Number five. All I'm going to be thinking about when I look at these is that I wish they could be higher on the list. But, yeah. but eh, only is. one can be number one. Uh, we have to follow these yes. strict arbitrary rules. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so number five. I chose all that TLC first episode of the series. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you a big reason why I picked this is because I thought the, not quite, not the exactly the very first sketch, but the first full sketch mm-hmm. uh, had me cracking up. I was like, wow, this is hilarious. Bag and uh, Sag and Barry? Yes, Bag and Sag and Barry. There were things that I just forgot about that had me laughing. Uh, yeah. Especially the final joke, like it's like building up this whole time. And finally, they get to the end, and he pull, he's got like a whole living room set pulled out of his <laughs> yeah, pants with yeah. like a foosball table and stuff. And then finally, uh, Kel is the coach. Yeah. Like, I always wish I had a son of my own. (laughs) Ready, begin. I pledge allegiance to Barry's pants and all the stuff inside. And come the rain or sleet or snow, in Barry's pants will hide. You know, being out here with all you kids, well, it kind of makes me wish I had a kid of my own. (laughs) There you go, scout leader. It's all in the past. It's a very... It's a sketch that really evolves. Yes. And if you don't remember Bag and Sangamary, they're a camp troop. They're out in the middle of the woods. 
Um, everybody's panicking because they're lost, and everything they need comes from Keenan's pans as yes. <laughs> Bag and Sagenberry, <laughs> um, to the point where like it's a whole living room set yeah. by the end. Yeah, That's and this was one. like a thing, you know, more of a thing back then. Um, like sagging your pants, you know, was like yeah. more of a prevalent thing, so it fit with what was going on. But uh, that just cracked me up. So that was like the main point. But was that um, your favorite sketch of the pilot? Yes. Okay. The sketches, I, I noted the sketches okay. on this. Um, they included the Bag and Sag and Barry, uh, the sneakers intro thing, which yeah. was, eh. Yeah. Um, Lucky che- the Lucky Cheese line where the little girls, yeah. like the bouncer, Katarina's which I thought just, was pretty funny. And she beats up Phil Moore from Nick yes. Arcade. He shows up and she doesn't care. You know, she kicks him out of line. Um, there was the Urkel thing where like two people were Urkel. I don't like, know. If, I don't know if you caught this, but there's several pilots that reference Urkel. Oh, really? Yeah. There's at least at least one more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that was like just a weird surreal thing yeah. that Urkel thing. Those were... Uh, the little orphan Annie sketch I thought was like maybe the weakest of yeah. the episode. Uh, Miss Fingerly. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Glorp. Yeah, I like Glorp. I thought Glorp was great. <laughs> Shot in black and white yes. as like a noir blob type yes. thing, yeah. Um, and Ear Boy. Ear Boy, sure. Yes. And Ross Perot. Oh, yes, Ross yeah. Perot, of course. Yeah. Um, which was, I thought Ross Perot was hilarious. Uh, yeah, you know, Ear Boy and Ross Perot seem to go together, Yeah, those sketches. Yeah. Um, and then TLC is our musical yes. act, and they knock it yeah. out of the park. <laughs> well, I thought that was a pretty... Su- well, incredibly strong musical act to oh, start yeah. a show out yeah. like this on. Yeah, crazy. No, I agree. Um, so I really loved the episode. I think I thought Keenan was the high point of it. I mean, yeah. he seems like the show knows on. he's the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I loved it. I that was number five. I wish it could be higher. First sketch show, really. Well, there was Roundhouse, but this was like mm. this was the sketch show. And I would say the pilot feels a little rougher around the edges. Yes. Not just in the way it was filmed, but um, it felt a little more, like, edgy than the rest. Yeah. If, I feel like the rest of the series becomes more polished, and if you watch, if you go back and watch the pilot, um, it feels a little more, like, sporadic yes. and off the cuff yeah. than the rest of it. Yeah, I, and I think that's kind of true for a lot of these pilots, the grittiness of them compared mm. to the rest of the show, mm. which a lot of times I like. Yeah. Almost like, I wish they would have... Yeah. Somehow figure out a way to keep some of that. In some cases, yeah. yeah. Um, almost, you know, I would compare it more to not Saturday Night Live, like in living color. Yeah. Kind of yes. that yeah, kind yeah. of craziness. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay, not a bad pick. I will say it doesn't show up on my list. Wow. Um, not including all that. It was just such a milestone show. I was like, I gotta... Yeah, but I'm not taking that into consideration. It's only the episode. Yeah. And I thought... Um, well, I mean, especially the first episode. Like, okay. that came out of nowhere. It's like, wow, <laughs> what is this? Okay. I, I, and I, I, did, I didn't re- dislike it. I don't know if you remember, but there was about a year between when that pilot aired and mm-hmm. the show, like, officially started. Okay. So it was just, like, odd. Like, oh. you saw this pilot... Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were parts to it that were very familiar to me, even yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I'm sure at the time I didn't realize it was the first yeah. episode. Um, okay. So my number five for favorite pilot episodes is Ah Real Monsters, wow. The Switching Hour, which aired on October 29th, 1994. Uh, and so there was an unaired pilot of Ariel Monsters which is still unavailable um, 
but it's been noted that it has the ba- same basic premise as the switching hour. Hmm. Um, so this is a Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, it premiered around Halloween. I think that's a smart move for real yes. monsters. Um, I think it did a good job of setting the tone of what the show was going to be. And this is a, this is one of the few episodes of the pilots I watched that I really remember watching as a kid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who don't remember Switching Hour, Switching Hour is pretty much this idea that the grumble says the monsters can't go up for Halloween. Uh, Ickis, Oblina, and Crumb yeah. decide to <laughs> go up anyways. There's a little boy who had previously seen Ickis, so his costume is to look like Ickis and there's a switch up, right? So um, the little boy ends up going back with the monsters and Ickis gets stuck up in the real world (laughs) pretending to be the little boy. Um, I thought the premise was good. I thought there was a lot of really funny jokes um, when the monsters realize they can just get candy by going door to door by saying, prick your feet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I like my favorite part of the episode was really the kid down in the monster world. Um, It felt what what I liked about the episode is it didn't really feel like a pilot. It felt like a really well established show yeah, already. It did in episode one. Yeah, um, I that was in my top. Like I kind of rated all the episodes just to keep it in order for myself, and yeah. that was in my top rated. I did too. I won't share Crep Star okay. ratings just in case we ever come want to yeah, come back yeah, to one of these. Yeah, but um, I did rate as well. Um, I really loved it. Uh, the animation on it was great and really just cool. so detailed. Yeah. Like it might be the most detailed of all the Nicktoons. Yeah. Um, and in this episode, you really it really showcased all the monsters right off the bat. Yeah, you, you get, get the, to see you get all. the class. Um, you get a few a few interactions between the core monsters and some other ones. Um, the Grumble. The just Grumble. Just introdu- yeah. introduced to the Grumble. Great. And I think doing, the first episode really benefits from creating that like dichotomy of like there's a real world, yeah. there's a monster world, and then like putting Ickis immediately. Like when, I love when he's in the classroom pretending to be the little boy with like yes. his hat on backwards. Yeah. Um, that it had a lot of nice moments. That really was masterfully done. I mean. In terms of like, it's hard for me to separate myself from the show, but and like act like I've never seen it before. Yeah. But they do do an amazing job at laying the foundations for the show. Yeah. Like, the whole everything you need to know is there, and it makes sense. It's great without them telling you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, the uh, the Ickis freakout at the at the end where he's he says. I'm bad to the bone, and he just like is like freaking out. I, that really made me laugh, genuinely laugh. Um, so I think uh... one specific thing I remembered from that episode, um, watching it in the past, was the um, what's the like torture guy's name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the like three options, the three doors that they can oh, pick. Oh, right. To... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> cracked me up. And yeah. the last one's like some sort of super cute obviously uh you know something completely the opposite of the monsters yeah don't be afraid my pets he's been given strict instructions not to hurt a hair on your heads yeah! he's simply to catch you and bring you to me i'll handle the discipline with one of three choices something bad something really bad or you don't want to know after all, why should he have all the fun? What about my needs? 
And I think the show does a good job with Grumble, too, where actually at the end you find out that Grumble's kind of happy they broke the rules because yes. that's what monsters yeah, that are supposed <laughs> to do. So it gives you that feeling of the Grumble can be scary, he can be kind. That's another uh, thing that makes that show great is that constant, like, um, you're not sure what's right and what's wrong and what how things are supposed to be. And yeah. it's, like, always kind of up in the air. Yeah. So it kind of leaves you a little uh, off balance. Yeah. So I like that one, and that's a that's nice. a full that's a full length episode. Yeah, yeah. As was all that, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, are you ready for number four? I'm ready. Okay. This is a big one. Clarissa explains it all. Um, Clarissa, Clarissa's revenge <laughs> is the title of the episode. Um, it's basically like uh, Ferguson stole her training bra and t- took it to show and tell, which seems super messed up. Yes. <laughs> Um, but it didn't, okay, yeah, at the time, I guess, it, like, didn't strike me as, like, I mean, it struck me as, wow, that's horrible, but not in the same way as now, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Seems a little more serious now than it did at the time, for some reason. Um, but, so Clarissa's, like, trying to figure out ways to get back at Ferguson, um, and I think this is another case of, like, there's no explanation to what's going on. Like, you're not introduced to anything. You're just kind of thrown into the family. Mm-hmm. Well, Clarissa does do a little introduction. Yeah. She, the first two minutes is her pretty much going member yeah, by member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we're going to be hanging out a lot, and I'm going to explain all the things that go on around here, I think you should know a few things about me. You know, my likes and dislikes. Okay. I like Twizzlers, Jawbreakers, and Sugar Bombs. John, the one without the glasses, and they might be giants. And driving. Everyone thinks I'm too young to drive, but I feel you have to start early if you really want to do something right. Okay. There's my mom, Janet. She's a regular mom, pretty much. Except she works with kids. Little kids. She shows them stuff at the Children's Museum where she's in charge. They ask me to secret indoctrination types to turn little guys into morons. Oh, and she eats health food. Okay, then there's my dad, Marshall. Dad's an architect. That means he makes lots of drawings and visits empty lots in his Jeep. Usually, he builds houses in weird shapes. He's a modern architect. I'm really glad we can't afford to live in any of those houses. And then there's me. Clarissa, the only abnormal child of two perfectly normal parents. Unless, of course, you count him. This is Ferguson, my brother. Morning, Bergface. That dork pie has been a burr on my butt since he was born. Why me, I ask myself. And why him? He was a normal, ugly little baby. Sometimes I think he was just envious of my natural grace and good looks. Sometimes I think he's related to Freddy. Fishface is a real creep. But it doesn't matter anymore. Because after today, he um, but uh, speaking of which, she mentions they might be giants in that first thing, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, both Andrew and I are big They Might Be Giants fans, so she has two posters yeah. and references yes. them, yeah. Um, but this was also kind of like the sitcom, I felt like. Mm. Like Nickelodeon's sitcom. Yeah. And they did it so well. 
um, the look of Clarissa ended up just like informing so much and mm. right, it's all there right at the beginning. Yes. This is another one where it feels not so much, I mean, it does feel like a pilot because it does the job of introducing yeah. everyone and kind of giving you a feel, but it, once it gets going, it's its own thing yes. and episode one to the last episode feels cohesive. Yeah. Like it seemed like it was fully realized from the bat, from yeah. the get go. Like yeah. there's no, uh, you know, like... Um, growing pains. Yeah. Did you happen to note what Clarissa says she wishes her name was? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, Jade. Jade. Of course. (laughs) I don't know if you recall, there's another episode where she has an alter ego that is Jade. Oh, yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, I I guess I didn't put that together, but yeah, that's cool. Um, And then the other kind of side storyline in that episode is uh, Sam trying to avoid playing football at any cost. (laughs) Which is a good introduction to kind of who Sam is. Yeah, and uh, And the weird, just the kind of different, how these characters are different from the typical sitcom that you're kind of used to at this point. Yeah. Um, Also, in this episode, right, from episode one, she d- makes her own video game. Yeah. Which is a... I love that part of the show, and do you yeah, know, it's just do so you, cool. Did you know what the name of the video game is? Um, man. It's, it's, Fer- the, it's Pop the, Ferguson. Ferguson. It's the Torture Ferguson. Yeah. It's called Ferguside. Oh, Ferguson. <laughs> wow. Ferguside. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's good. Um, but I also really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... Th- I think that's pretty much all I want to say about it. Okay. Uh, but it just, I guess it, it's one of those shows that, even from the first episode, feels like a foundation of Nickelodeon show. Yeah. So, okay. I had to go in there. Yeah. Nothing but respect for Clarissa. <laughs> um, cool. My number four is Hey Dude. Wow. Day, day one at the Bar None. <laughs> Which aired on July 14th, 1989. Not technically a 90s premiere, but uh, we'll give Hey Dude a pass. Um, And so this episode is a classic pilot. It's why it makes my list. In every way, it does what a pilot is supposed to do. One by one, um, the the workers at the Bar None show up. Uh, We get Ted first, who's dropped off. Then we get Brad, uh, who Ted thinks is just a camper type, a guest. Yeah, um, because she's like, uh, she looks like she's from the city. Right. Like, she's got brand- city clothes. Yeah. And, you know. Real, you know, pretty girl type yeah. thing. And so Ted's kind of hitting on her slash talking down to her. Yeah. But she's, as we'll find out, a big honcho at the bar none. Uh, then we meet Danny, who shows up with uh, his mom's beloved food. Uh, and him and Ted are clearly friends. They know each other real well. Then Melody shows up, and they kind of catch her up on what's happening. The new guest at the camp, uh, or bar none, sorry, Brad. Uh, so then we get Mr. Ernst, Buddy, and the dog Cassie. And they are clearly city folk who have bought the camp. Yeah. Um, who is this new owner? Doesn't he know anything? Well, I haven't met him yet, but from his letters, he sounds like a man who knows ranching. That's the new owner? Well, buddy, this is it. <laughs> Trails end. The barn on ranch. <laughs> beautiful. Just beautiful. <laughs> it's just beautiful, isn't it? It's hot, but beautiful. Of course, there's not a lot of water out here, just... A lot of rocks and sand, but it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a great time out here, buddy. Of course, I, I want you to watch out for the rattlesnakes and uh, gila monsters and uh, scorpions, that sort of thing. But we're going to have a great time. And sunstroke. Watch out for sunstroke. It is 
It is hot. <laughs> oh, but beautiful. Beautiful. No sidewalks. How am I supposed to skateboard without any sidewalks, Dad? Oh, come on now, buddy, now, huh? Let's just get a feel for the place. <laughs> um, yeah, they bought the ranch. Um, and so pr- pretty much the key storyline is Ted trying to prove he's a real cowboy to Brad. He wants to ride this unrideable horse. Um, but there's like a lot of fun storylines like Mr. Ernst can't find where his office is and yeah, he's too funny. embarrassed. So he's trying to find ways <laughs> to ask people how to get to the office. Um, I love, even though Hey Dude is a show that the few I've caught, I haven't loved. I do love that it's shot on location yes. in the middle of nowhere. Um, I think it, like I mentioned, does the things a classic pilot does. It tells you who these people are, gives you a little background. Um, and, um, it made me kind of want to watch, if this was the only episode I'd seen, I would kind of want to watch another, <laughs> except, you know, in reality, I know I don't, but, um, but I liked, I liked it. I, that's great. I mean, it's a great pick. <laughs> um, it did not make my list. Okay. It wasn't even really, it wasn't in the running really. That's okay. But, that's um, but it was one of the shows that... I was really surprised at how good it was. Yeah. I was not anticipating it being as good. It might be why it's on my list. It's it's a surprise pick for me, too. And I was surprised by how much... I I, I guess that matters. Like, I was surprised by yeah. how much I liked yeah. watching it. Um, and I think this was good to be able to, like, watch him without having seen him in a long time. Because yeah. you can get that feeling yeah. with some of these shows, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was very good, like... The interaction with between all the characters is like pretty on, yeah. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. You believe that they, especially with uh, Ted, Danny, and um, M- Melody, yes. you believe they kind of yes. know each other. I really like Danny, actually. Yeah, I discovered. I was like, wow, Danny's kind of like the <laughs> the like down to earth person on the show, and kind of like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I and of course it, you got that music. Yes, Ugh, yes, so great music. Um, I did afterward think I think I do want to revisit some more Hey Dudes now. Well, we will. Uh, yeah, yeah, we haven't yeah. done a proper proper. I'm look, I mean, now I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Before I was like, oh boy, I don't know if I can get into Hey Dude again. Well, I was, I'm not sure how many will match this episode. And again, this isn't a masterpiece by any means, but this seems like yeah. a pretty good episode. Did you notice that? There were a couple things from the theme song that were mentioned in this first episode. Um, I guess I wasn't looking for it, no. I don't there... think he said man-eating, but he uh-huh. did mention jackrabbits out oh, okay. there. Um, and somebody mentioned cacti at least oh. once, cool. maybe more than once. Yeah. But, but it made me think, oh, I wonder if <laughs> they watched the episode and were like, okay, let's write a yeah. song for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of these pilots have images that will end up in the theme songs. Not this one, yes, yeah. but um, shots yeah, from the pilot. That's true. Yeah. Um, so that's my number four. Nice. Day one at the bar. That nine. is a surprise, <laughs> but I like it. I cool. like where you're going with this list. <laughs> okay. Um, my number three. Uh, boy, I. This was tough. This was tough for me, but I had to put Are You Afraid of the Dark on the list. I almost didn't. But going back and, like, thinking about all the episodes, too, it was such a strong episode to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twisted Claw we're talking about. Yeah, so let's clarify. Yes. If you were to watch the DVD, the first episode you would see is Phantom Gap. Yeah. And that is kind of, like, 
the first episode of the series, I guess. Right. They act like it is. Right, yeah. but we tried to be sticklers yeah. uh, and really go with what it was the proper pilot. So in Canada, the first episode aired on Halloween was Twisted Claw. Yeah. Yeah. And we have talked about this one a lot. It's like the monkey paw story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get wishes on the claw, and it uh, curls its finger down <laughs> and grants the wish, but there's always a catch. Yeah. You know? um, and uh, I just thought it was... A great imagining that as seeing that for the first time and never having seen anything like it before. I think it's just awesome. It's like hmm. a kid's scary show. There is no other one really on Nickelodeon, or you know, especially yeah. at the time, like nothing like that existed. That's true. And that's like exactly what I wanted, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the episode itself, it's like the classic tale, but with a twist. It's not a perfect episode. But I think it's a very strong one. I think it's way better than uh, Phantom Cab. Ooh, no, I disagree. Uh, Um, I think Phantom Cab has more potential to be better, but they just didn't reach it. uh, I think they have some common elements, which is annoying kids, but uh, I've stated I don't like Twisted Claw. Um, I I think on my list it would fall somewhere between like 15 to 25 uh, on the pilots. That is crazy. I... (laughs) I just don't think I, the it, old lady as the witch. She's great. She's okay. The whole I I love the whole um, the kids hanging out with each other through the show. It's like mm-hmm. got a great friendship vibe. I don't know, like that racing scene at the height at the school. I knew you were gonna of, bring that up. one of the worst sequences. <sighs> it's there's a lot of I, there's just a lot to kind of not care about. I just and, think it was just so different mm-hmm. and. Uh, like ahead of its time, I guess. You know, no one thought about doing anything like this for kids before, and here it is. Here you have it. I I agree. It it is as a launching point important, but to me, like I said, I was if I'm just watching the episode, I don't really like the episode. Wow. I I think it feels for me kind of like all that. Like it's such a <laughs> such a foundational show, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was done really well that uh, it just kind of like it's one of those shows that I think is responsible for kind of blowing up everything you know? yeah all right so there you have it <laughs> I, I I respect the list just <laughs> not my thing okay uh, I mean uh <laughs> hey dude come on day one at the bar night people love it <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's hear it what um, is it number three yeah oh, okay. uh, well it, a little anticlimactic it's clarissa's revenge ah, yeah. um nice. so for all the reasons you you stated i i like it a lot um one thing it, it's definitely funnier than what i remember as a kid um i was kind of shocked by how like how sharp some yeah. of the jokes were um and one thing I'll point out here is I was really blown away by like the style of the show, um, kind of the like what they were wearing, yeah. the set design. Clarissa, Clarissa's room is so great, um, and I was thinking to myself like you read a lot, I, especially if you you're like us and you read a lot about Nickelodeon. Um, but listeners out there, I'm sure know too that like the whole idea of that the Adventures of Pete and Pete started like this hipster type movement. Um, that uh, that they're responsible for this like generation of kids who dress a certain way and mm-hmm. listen to a certain type of music, which might be true. But when I was watching this, I would say it's just as culpable. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. <laughs> that that Clarissa 
especially for girls, I would imagine very had to set a style. And as we mentioned already, you know, references that they might be giants. This is a different, a little bit different type of show. That's another thing is, um, as like a young boy, like being interested in the show that's starring this girl, like I think that was really impressive the way they did that. And yeah. like I loved it even as a kid and that just seems weird. I didn't even think about it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, Mitchell Kriegman, the creator, has said that was really important to him that this not be a show about a girl for girls. Yeah. That that a boy could tune in and yeah. have stuff to watch for. And I yeah, I didn't even think about it. I didn't think that this was a girl show. Yeah. Um, so. I really appreciate that. Like, I love... I feel like that has kind of disappeared somewhat. Like, mm-hmm. this idea that you don't have to make something, like, directed so toward one specific type of person, I guess. Yeah. You know? Like... Uh, and it's the same kind of thing with, like, the little kids' shows and not, like, dumbing them down too much. And it's like, how much of this is going to be good? How much is it you trying to make a good show? And how much is it just, like, I'm trying to fill in these pieces <laughs> yeah. that, like, I think I think girls like pink and, right. you know, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, totally. So, I it, and it it's just... It's really a good episode. Like yes, it's, it really it's, is. It's, um, it's, I, it's it's shocking how good it is for a pilot. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the writing on it, like right off the bat, is just like totally makes sense. Yes. Totally tight. Has a voice. Yes, the voice is very clear. We're you know we're definitely dealing with probably writers who are more in the liberal yeah. side of yeah. things. Is without um, a doubt one of the shows that. Uh, get sucks me in the most mm-hmm. in the sense that like i'm not i forget that i'm watching a show yeah just watching it almost as if it's real you yeah know? um that one like i i don't even think for a second about the set or anything i'm just yeah which is extra weird because it has a laugh track ah very odd i was like wow that should be bothering me but it wasn't really it yeah. was like pretty low-key on clarissa yeah it's like a seinfeld type thing where the show's good enough that I just yes, don't, yeah. I don't have to worry about That's the laugh true. track. Yeah, where if the show's not good enough, you're like, what are you laughing at? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should mention that uh, Clarissa premiered March first, nineteen ninety one. Ninety one, man. It's a big year for yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that brings me to number two. Salute your shorts. This is a show with a famous kind of lost pilot Yeah. Um, that stars some different people from the ones on the show. Yeah. Um, as we know, they recasted the whole cast uh, when they started the show for real yeah. after the pilot. So we opted to watch the first episode since we didn't have the pilot available. Yeah, Michael, Michael comes to camp. Michael comes to camp, yeah. yeah. Great first episode, I think, as well. Um I mean, just perfect introduction. Like, you almost feel like in Michael, you're in Michael's shoes, like, coming to the camp for the first time. So they kind of get around explaining what's going on mm-hmm. with that. Um, but everything about it feels like a kid being in a foreign situation where they don't know exactly how to act and or what to do. And I felt like he felt really like he was uncomfortable. Like, yeah. it was really convincing, his performance, I guess. Um the episode cracked me up pretty much the whole time. Uh, it really like made me 
feel like a kid again, hmm. I guess, watching it. It okay. like uh, it just felt really evocative of that time in my life. Yeah. And even though I never went to camp, um, somehow the kid dynamic is like just really familiar. Like mm. school, I guess. Yeah. You know. Um, and I thought it was. I, I just love it. I yeah. just love that episode. Um, uh, it does. It does a great job of introducing all the characters. Um, like you said, I think it was really funny. My problem with the episode is I don't really like Michael as a character. And it's pretty mm. Michael. I mean, it's Michael yeah. based. Um, he was just one of my lesser. Okay. Not that I, I don't have a huge Michael mm. problem. He's like the normal. He's the the straight man or whatever. The ever, you know? Your everyday Joe. Yes, and <laughs> in, in a group of weirdos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I get the show's angle, but I think that was. When I watch it, I was trying to figure out why I wasn't loving it, maybe as much as a typical Salute Your Shorts episode, which is a show I am a big fan of. Um, and I th- I think it's maybe the Michael element. Um, wow. I'm surprised you didn't like it that, as much as other episodes. Um, I thought it was really great how they have, like, it's 50-50 kind of the girls and the boys. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Focusing on the girls, like, being able to get the boys back in, st- in this situation, and yeah. I, I just think it was well-crafted, uh, Okay. I guess, you know? I, yeah, I'm, I loved I, I'm definitely not see, saying it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, again, like, that outside atmosphere, like, being love at the it. camp. Yes. Um, I love the bunks at yeah. night, just that feel of, like, this is the kids' area where, they, you know. Yes. They did a great job filming the show. Ugh was great in this episode as always uh, as always i love probably my favorite part was him trying to negotiate with them to give up whoever uh yeah he like um he ran into the booby traps that the girls had set up for the boys and just gets covered in like shaving cream and eggs yeah um and he ru- immediately runs to the boys camp and tries to buy them off uh, <laughs> with pizza and ice cream for every day for yeah. the rest of the yeah. camp year. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I'd be pretty <laughs> tempted. Uh, but they wouldn't give them up. A milkshake and a pizza every night for the rest of the summer to the person who tells me who did this. And around on our friends, sorry, Big Bird, go pluck yourself. Pepperoni. Mushrooms. Bell peppers. People like bell peppers. Thick crust, thin crust. Maybe some olives. Yeah. It does do a good job of establishing the relationship between Ugg and the kids. Yeah. Um, Kirk Bailey is just masterful. Yes, he really <laughs> is. And it's another one of those shows. Again, I just feel like it's... When I think Nickelodeon, I feel like it's synonymous with the feel of that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a few a few other things I wanted to note just just that I noticed um, the awful waffle kid mm-hmm. was hilarious looking. Yes. Just <laughs> you see him for one second, but uh, that and is that's funny. that's pretty iconic Nickelodeon awful yes. waffle. And this was another big thing: not knowing what an awful waffle is. Love it. That is yes. perfect. Yes. Again, <laughs> do you think a show would like have a reoccurring joke like that and just never feel the need to explain it? I don't that's think so. A, I think that's a big risk that yeah. a person, like, it's hard for the writer or whatever to take that risk. Yeah. Or to just hold themselves back from filling in the space yeah. for the audience, you know? But that was such a nice touch. I love that. Like, it made, it's like that whole, like, um, 
mystery mm. feel, I yeah. guess, of being a kid and, like, the things you just don't quite understand. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so it doesn't appear on my list. I love <sighs> Salute Your Shorts. I have a lot of things I like about that episode, yeah. but it just, there's, you know, just okay. pilots I liked a little okay. more. Um, so that was your number That was two. two. Wow. Was number two. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely want to watch more Slow Your Shorts now. There's no question about that. Very good. Well, well, now technically, I mean, we could always do an episode review of it, but we've now mentioned uh, Michael Comes to Camp. Yes. Episode yeah. two is Zeke. And episode oh, three, yeah. I think, is Sarah Madre. Oh, yeah. That's so. true. Wow. We've talked about more than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. My number two... Oh, just a del- <laughs> just a delight <laughs> is my brother and me uh, the charity <laughs> which nice. aired on October 15th 1994 and if you don't remember my brother and me the charity Dee Dee Elfie and Melanie are supposed to be wearing uh, working the carnival dunk booth I, I I would have described this episode with two words uh are you referring to Kendall Gill? Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, most people... Okay, yes, so my number two uh, pilot episode is My Brother and Me, the Kendall Gill episode. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, surprising that it's the, the pilot. But yeah. yeah, so they're supposed to be helping their mom with this carnival dunk tank at what they call the bazaar. Um, their friend Goo. Oh, man, he is just as funny as I remember. This actor is really good. Yeah. Uh, he's like that schmoozer of like he's your rascal friend, but as soon as mom or dad walks yeah. in the room, you know he puts on that <laughs> act. Um, and so Goo informs them that their favorite all-time basketball player, Kendall Gill, is going to be signing autographs at the comic book store. And so now we got a dilemma: D and Elfie are supposed to be helping their mom, uh, but they want to go get Kendall yeah. Gill's autographs, and so they're going to put on Halloween masks. <laughs> so because big reveal, and I gasped. I'm not being <laughs> hyperbolic. Uh, their dad, who yes, was at yes. the carnival, has to leave. He doesn't say why. Well, he's at the comic book store helping with the Kendall Gill signing, and so they have to put on Halloween masks so their dad doesn't catch them. Um, so that's the premise of the episode. They've, of course, ditched their mom, which has repercussions. Um, and we meet Cousin Moo. Yes. I love <laughs> Moo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> who uh, plays a part in kind of busting... Dee and Alfie. Good afternoon, Mr. Parker. Mr. Gill. How you doing today, Moo? In Alaska. (laughs) Moo? So, I just think this episode, it really made me laugh a couple times. I was surprised by how much I like it. This is the show I said also has an Urkel reference. There's an Urkel pool string doll. (laughs) Um, You have famous phrases such as oogle instead of ugly. Um, I thought Elfie, I forgot about it, but Elfie has had like narrations in his head, like where yes, like, someone will say yes, something to him. That was very good. Yeah. And a lot of them were really funny. Yeah. And I thought the casting was just all around really great. Um, I believe that this is like a family and the mom and dad were good. Um, so yeah. as weird as it sounds, um, <laughs> I really love this. I thought the sets were good. Like the carnival was good. The comic yes, book store was true. good. And even their house feels kind of like a real house. Um, so that's my number two. I will balk at you putting it at number two, but it's a great 
episode. I mean, I can't <laughs> deny that. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, no, I've seen this episode a million times. Like, yeah, they classic. used to show it so much that I think every episode's kind of ingrained in me a little bit. Um, but it really is great. Um, almost surprisingly so, What looking back on it now, yeah. like, the actors really are good. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> the It's funny. They're like... Yes. It's and not... Yeah, go ahead. Even when there's a joke that's not that funny, mm-hmm. they bring it home. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, it, it's like not even like I'm laughing at it now, but I don't even care because you're so convincing that yeah. it's fine. Like, yeah. I can overlook it, you know? And yeah, this episode as a pilot has like, it's so memorable. The, yeah. the fact that Kendall Gill, like we said a couple of weeks ago, like, do people think of Kendall Gill as a basketball player or as the guy who was on My Brother and Me? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I mean, I think we've talked about this, but were you aware of who Kendall Gill was at the time? Yeah. Well, yeah. I like when know. you saw it, you're like, I know, I'm a, I know that Kendall Gill's a basketball For player. For me personally, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm a lifelong, basketball is my favorite sport and I loved watching the NBA growing up. So I was pretty aware i mean he was never on our team but uh, i was pretty aware of who he was um and that wasn't even the i wasn't excited that kendall yeah, yeah. Gill was on the show i i even at the time i thought it was hilarious how i don't know excited they were that kendall Gill was and also why is he yeah. signing autographs at the comic book store uh anyway um i i thought that like at the time that made it even funnier to me like, I didn't know, I mean, I knew no <laughs> yeah. sports stars except for the biggest ones, right. you know? like Michael Jordan. So right. I'm just like, this is somebody I've never <laughs> heard of, this, so that's funny in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, man, there's just so much good about this. Yeah. Um, I think this is the only episode in the process of us watching that. I couldn't help it. I texted you saying, like, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> a charity is a masterpiece. <laughs> it's, it's really great. It's, um, man. Um, I loved, uh, did you notice what Moo's shirt said? Mm, uh, I can't recall it. <laughs> There's a picture of a cow on it, and yeah. it says, move it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cousin Moo is great. Goo, the combination of Brilliant. Goo and Moo yes. is enough to make any episode, honestly. Yeah, and um, I lo- I really love Goo tricking the parents, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I like, uh, Alfie's, or Alfie and, um... What's the other brother's name? Uh, Didi. Alfie and Didi's yeah. dad, um, like, reacting to Goo. Yeah. And, like, being totally, like, he knows what Goo's doing, pulling. Yeah, it's the exhausting routine of a parent <laughs> realizing this kid's, like, you know, Eddie Haskell type yes. thing. <laughs> uh, okay, what? Um, and I like the, kind of, the twist of the episode, which is the dad tells... Goo, if you see Dee Dee and Alfie, yeah. tell them to come on down to the comic book store. I want them to get his autograph. So, there, it was just a good story. And that's how he tricks them into revealing yeah. that it's them. Yeah. Uh, Dee Dee's like, ah, okay, Dad. <laughs> you know, Caught, love that. Boom, yeah. yeah. Um, it, and it's and it's a great, um, uh, like, moral type show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's always... Has a moral. The story's very tight. Uh, never felt bored by it. Yeah. Um, and it never becomes like preachy about the morals either. It's no. just good. It just no. fits the story. Yeah, it's good. even even when Elfie and Dee Dee show back up at the carnival, it's not like holy hell breaks loose. Yeah. It's just you know, oh man, you like, you should, like I wish you wouldn't have done that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we're disappointed, and they're they receive a punishment. Yeah, of sorts. Yeah, uh, the dunk tank. Yeah. Uh, well, Dee Dee doesn't. I guess he gets out of it. But yeah, but. 
But uh, Goo has yeah, to... Yeah, Goo deserves it more, I, I think. think. so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's my number two. My nice. brother and me, the charity. Nice. Or the Kendall, Go- Kendall Gillups. Still can't believe that's number two, but I'll allow it. <laughs> I... Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, my number one, I think this is going to be a pretty big surprise. It's Rugrats. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Tommy Pickles and the Great White Thing. That's right. Uh, uh, and that... That uh, I don't have a exact date, but that's 1990. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't write down the date. Okay. Um, but this was the pilot. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know how it aired. Like half of some did it air yeah. with something else? Because it's only like eight yeah. minutes. Yeah. I don't know how. Or they, maybe it just didn't air. Maybe often not. Or ever. I don't know. Yeah, it may have just been released to the public. Yeah. Um, but I really loved this episode from the moment I turned it on. It was like somehow turning something on in me I mm-hmm. guess um, I love the animation yes um, it's they... really gritty yes <laughs> yeah it's so good it feels like real like it yeah. feels like you're watching real kids kind of yeah it, also because of how they're weird looking they are we've talked about this yeah um, there's also a couple shots that are like really weird and great in that one of them um, from inside like Phil's mouth yeah which is something we've talked about they've done before in the show, but in this pilot, it's real almost off-putting. Yes. Like cool. Yes. In a cool way. Yeah. In a cool way. Because it's really realistic. Yeah. Um, I think uh, they did... It's almost like this obvious idea that was just like waiting for somebody <laughs> yeah. to pick up on, but yeah. it was just done masterfully. Yeah. Um, I loved the parents... And how they're, like, really peripheral characters in this. Like, you hear them talking all the time, and, like, you see clips of them, but it's really about following the kids. Right. Um, uh, I love the end of the episode. Uh, where... So, do you, we set up the story. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh... Um, Tommy's, like, hearing about the toilet. I, I can't even remember how he ends up getting to the bathroom now. Like, he hears the parent the grown-ups talking about it yeah um and the kids are kind of like talking about it together and then he ends up in the toilet <laughs> or like in the bathroom i mean um hey, guess what just happened i heard this noise from grandpa's thinking room so i snuck in there and you know what i saw what there's a big white thing in there what, what is, is it? it i don't know but it burped at me oh is that the thing i saw our dog drinking out of I thought it was a big water dish. I don't know. I think it's a fishbowl. A fishbowl? There's no fish in that thing, William. Well, I saw something swimming around in there, Philip. I think it's alive. Like a person. Maybe when it was burping, it was trying to talk to me. Tonight, I'm going to go back in there. And a bunch of just like wacky stuff kind of ensues, which yeah. is a which is a, a great sequence in yes, the bathroom. Yes, like a really impressive animation sequence, I think. Yeah. Um, and finally he uh, gets out. Like, uh, is, is he riding Spike? On He's his riding way out? Spike. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, ride Spike on his way out, and then they sit down next to Grandpa, who's watching TV. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's just the middle of the night, and it's kind of like it's almost like that moment that they're kind of there together and nobody else is around yeah um 
I love just I, I love the feel of the house in this. Mm-hmm. Like I love the it daytime really and how it feels at night. It even feels different at night, like yeah. in this. Um it really reminded me of being a kid and how um the nighttime and, and some of this other stuff is just like more magical and like mysterious, I guess. Like, yeah. Just really interesting. Um it uh it was just the only episode that when I watched all these together, like after I watched this one, I don't know. Have you ever watched anything where when you, after you're done watching it, you're like, that was so good that it makes me <laughs> want to be able to do something that good. I guess. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say this did it, but um, yeah, I know that feeling that particularly is, from like music. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of Pete and Pete episodes do that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the only one on this list that, when that was over, I was wow. like, that like just left an impression on me. Cool. I mean, uh, I, I loved it. it. Um, a couple things I noted about that episode yeah. is that it's a different voice actor doing Tommy. Yes. Uh, someone named yeah. Tammy Holbrook. Um, pretty close sounding. Pretty close. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could tell the difference, yeah, but it's yeah. close. Uh, t- Tommy has very distinctive eyebrows, <laughs> yes. which is uh, interesting. Uh, and I really liked... It's still Mark Mother's Bob, but I love mm. the music. It was like oh, really yeah. sci-fi yes. synth, a, a little heavier than the traditional yeah. um, Rugrats. I thought the music. I almost wish they would have stuck with that type of music mm-hmm. rather than make it a little softer. Yeah. But um, I love the way it looked. Um, it. I think it suffered on my list because I watched it first, mm. and so maybe by the time I was done, I just assumed it had moved down. Um, but I loved it when I watched it. It, I would say, it would be very close to making my list. But um, yeah, it, it's great. And did you mention what it's called? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Tom, um, Tommy Pickles and the Great White Thing, which yeah. is a funny name. Referring to the toilet. <laughs> the toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was just blown away. And I, I mean, I think all the animation on here um, is great. Yeah. I loved all the animated episodes. But this one, I was just left, like, blown away by it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. this, I just really loved it. It just connected with me somehow, like, perfectly. Definitely. Yeah, if you haven't seen uh, this pilot, the Rugrats pilot, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's, it's out there. Uh, it just occurred to me when I was thinking about it. Um, Something about it almost feels like, to me, more personal than any of the other pilots, I guess. Hmm. Like, some personal touch to it that... Yeah. comes through i yeah. guess i i know what you mean i can't verbalize yeah. it more than that but yeah i know what you mean cool well uh definitely not a bad choice to go with um in a similar way my number one also kind of made me feel kind of what you're describing mm. um so my number one pilot was hey arnold and wow. a pilot just called Arnold. Yeah. Uh, and it was made in 1993, um, and this is an unaired pilot, um, but this pilot is July 10th, 1996, and the kind of catch here is that even though this never aired as an episode, um, the short aired before the movie Harriet the Spy in the theater. Um, so you could have caught it. Um, a lot of people on YouTube seem to imply they saw it before Harriet the Spy. Um, and a couple interesting things about Arnold... Uh, Arnold's origin as a character actually starts on Sesame Street as a claymation character. Um, So there's a few short claymations with Arnold. I'm not counting those. Um, And it should be noted that even though this is the pilot, it does eventually become an episode uh, during season one. The episode's called 24 Hours to Live. 
um, which fleshes it out a little more. But Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I thought so. I was going to mention that. Yeah. So this episode, even though it's just called Arnold, pretty much the premise here is the kids are playing baseball, again, kind of in the middle of New York City. Harold taunts Arnold as he bats, and then Arnold hits the ball right back at him and hits him. Uh, so the whole premise being that Harold wants to beat up Arnold, and Helga has started the clock that Arnold's going to get his butt whooped in 24 hours. Um, there's a gr- lot of great dialogue, particularly with Grandpa here, um, where, you know, <laughs> uh, Arnold's looking for, like, some sage advice, and uh, all Grandpa's got is, like, never eat raspberries, <laughs> things like that. So I think it introduces all the kids. You right away feel Arnold and Gerald's relationship. Um, I like I like the alarm clock. When he wakes up in the morning, the alarm clock dryly saying how much time Arnold has before he dies <laughs> as, like, the news <laughs> broadcast. Um, and I love the ending of it, which is, well, so how is Arnold going to get out of getting beat up by Harold? Just to act like he's yes. absolutely insane. <laughs> so good. Where he breaks out into dance um, and pretty much convinces everyone he's so crazy he's not worth the time. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is! So Arnold! decided to show up. Now why don't you make it easy on yourself and hold still while I pound that football head of yours flat. Before you do, there's something you should know, Harold. What? I'm crazy. And you should never hit a crazy person. Ooh, Arnold's crazy! (laughs) You're so crazy, prove it! Okay. One, two, three! Watch me! Um, which is almost a kind of not an Arnold thing, but I think it worked here. Yes, I, th- I loved that ending. No. Um, and I loved the episode. That was in the running for my list. Uh, just didn't make it in the end, but I, I love the whole story, the premise, like, and everything is set up really well, as you said. Um, and uh, this is another one where the characters from the very start all mm. feel fully realized. Yes. Like, like, like you know them. Yep. They already they are they already existed. They're just waiting to show up. I'm yeah, I describe it as almost um, each character only needs one line yeah. for you to go. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah, and I know who Helga is, and I know who Harold is. Uh, I know who Brainy is, and so and and it does kind of what the vacant lot does, which it feels like these kids in the middle of a city playing baseball. So something about that kind of yeah. like resonated with me of like that feeling of childhood. Um, plus a really funny storyline, getting to know these characters. Um, so I, yeah, I just something about it when I was watching it really made me feel happy, and I thought it was funnier than a lot of the pilots. Mm. Um, and I did note, did you notice that some of the kids, even the same voice actors, but a lot of the kids had thicker New York accents oh, in the pilot. No. Yeah, particularly Harold has like a really thick New York hmm. accent going on. Um, but I loved it. Yeah. I, I do love the city in general. I mean, we've talked about that, but that is a great setting. I can't yeah. believe more shows don't didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's a really great one. It makes me um, feel more like I don't know. It feels like a real situation, I guess, more than a lot of these. And uh, it really reminds me of like being in school and yeah. like the different people that are around me and just uh the whole Harold bully thing felt like really real and yeah. uh 
that, like I could feel for Arnold and like that, him worrying. Yeah. yeah, and part of childhood is that like you don't necessarily always have a say who you're hanging out with. So even though Arnold probably would prefer not to be in the vicinity yeah. of Harold, yeah, by default of who your friends are yeah. or where you go to school, you're subjected <laughs> yeah. to these type of characters. Got to put up with a few <laughs> yeah. people you'd rather not. Yeah, um, that was also a great moment that you mentioned with uh, Grandpa in mm. the bathroom. Um, when that came up, like as I was watching it, I was, I, I didn't remember what happened in this episode and I was thinking like, oh man, what's he going to say? Because I was trying to come up with like, what would I do if I was Arnold in this situation? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what he, what he has to say. And then it was just like, I yeah. have no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. wow, perfect adult yeah. response. Particularly like, when you're dealing with like someone much older. Yeah. You know, this elderly figure of, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, just so unexpected. Like, yeah. You expect, well, this is what you should maybe do, but right. just blew him off. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Figure this, it out. This was the only one on my list that was not a full episode. Mm. Um, I think it's only nine, ten minutes maybe, um, but really good. Um, yeah. So that rounds wow. out the top yeah. five. So to go over it one more time, your top five were... All that, number five. Number four was Clarissa Explains It All. Number three was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Two, Salute Your Shorts, and one, Rugrats. Very strong, besides Twisted Claw. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And my number five was Ah Real Monsters, The Switching Hour, Hey Dude, Day One at the Bar None. Three, Clarissa Explains It All, Clarissa's Revenge, which is the only repeater we have. Uh, Two, My Brother and Me, The Charity. Uh, And one, Hey Arnold, Arnold. Well, definitely hey dude and my brother and me are the shockers <laughs> for, from your list okay I mean, all right um yeah i don't know if i'm shocked by your list i think like i'm surprised by the order of things maybe mm-hmm. a little bit and some things that i thought might have made it um but oh well yeah but but a good discuss that a little <laughs> but a good list um uh so would you want to move on to close calls Yeah, close calls. Um, man, almost made the list. I mean, it was on the list until earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug, Doug Bags and Emotoad. Oh, Doug Bags and Emotoad. Okay, I really loved that. And rewatching that, I think that Doug was the character on Nickelodeon that I uh, like related to the most. Hmm. Like, I felt the most in common with Doug Interesting. in the way he does things and like. Yeah. approaches the world i guess um so that really affected me and this was like another episode where it was kind of like roger was picking on him and mm-hmm. i i don't know it just felt like uh very realistic and um i i just really liked it I, yeah. and of course the look of it's great um as all yeah is. i i wrote down that i thought it looked a little better than the average mm. doug i thought mm. Um, it does a really good job. Again, that thing of like kind of quickly introducing everyone within a couple of minutes, you meet most everybody on the show, including like Mayor White and (laughs) a whole bunch of people you don't need to meet, but they do a good job. Um, A lot of settings. A lot of settings. Definitely. Uh, almost more than you usually get in a Doug. I mean, this is a longer, it's a 20 minute Doug. Um, it didn't uh, make my close calls. Uh, I liked a lot about it. I thought it was for the pilot. I thought it was a little Roger heavy. I thought it was like a little, a little bit of a downer in parts mm. for a pilot. Um, 
and it felt like the idea of bagging a nematode was maybe better suited for like an episode a little later rather than like the first thing when you're meeting mm-hmm. Doug. Um, but it still had a lot of great parts. I think all this stuff was kind of part of making that Doug world right in that first episode. And I think yeah. they did a great job of that. Yeah. Like, you know what's going on, like from the instant you start it, kind of. That's true. Um, and, uh, and all his friends are great. Yeah. All of those pe- like feel like real people. Right. Pa- Patty yeah. and Skeeter especially. Skeeter's really good. Um, I just, I really loved it. And I think, like, especially as a kid, like, just Doug really resonated with me. A lot yeah. of the stories and just him. Yeah. One thing I will say from these Dugs that we, and for whatever reason, besides uh, Doug's Bad Trip, everything we've looked at has been a full-length episode, yeah. which is rare for Doug. I do think Doug benefits from shorter time yeah I, I agree with that i think this was better much better than the christmas episode like, oh yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. this was like awesome agreed yeah um, um my my other close call sure. and this is it this sure is the only two no problem <laughs> um is my brother and me good it almost made it but <laughs> and it is so good we've talked yeah. about it but it, it's i think it's the sleeper nickelodeon the sleeper like classic nickelodeon show yeah it's like it never really got its due. One season. Yeah. The freaks and geeks of Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody really talks about it, brings it up. It was just un- just under the radar. It was Sunday nights. Yeah. So it never really got like the recognition it Major deserved. disadvantage. Yeah. But um, so good. Yeah, it seemed like Nickelodeon set it up to fail in a way. It, yeah, um, it is odd. Yeah. But that is it's a good episode. Yeah. Um, maybe, I mean, I have to go back and watch some more, but I think it would probably hold up as one of the better ones. I can think of at least one that's going to rival it. And? Uh, Goo Punch. Oh, Goo Punch. <laughs> can't wait to <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so my close calls were, uh, I'll start with The Secret World of Alex Mack, The Accident, mm. um, which oh. I was very surprised by how... Um, how strong the story was, how yeah. fast it moved. Same thing. You meet everybody. Uh, you meet Ray. You meet Vince. You meet Mom and Dad, Annie, uh, Mrs. Adron, Miss Adron, <laughs> uh, Dave. Dave. Um, oh, speaking of, yeah, I can't believe Dave caused Alex's. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, of course accident. he did. He's, I just didn't he's remember so that. I was oh. like, oh, Dave? But yeah. he's the good guy, kind he of. He is. You know? Yeah. Like, he, of the bad guys. He's he's Vince's punching bag. Okay. Um, but sure, right. So they the the axe, this episode is all about, you know, Alex starts. And this episode really stresses, like, how bad of a student Alex is. Um, I didn't remember that. But, like, apparently she's just a total mess up. Um, and which is it, nice. I mean, yeah, yeah. you don't really get that type of character as a kid to yeah. relate to, you know, if you're not like doing awesome in school or whatever. Although Nickelodeon, most of the shows were populated by characters who were not, yeah, yeah. you know, super smart. Yeah, yeah. Besides like Annie and a few other people. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Kind of cool. One thing I think, I don't know if it's true for the rest of Alex Mack, there are some really good shots, uh, like fil- like camera work mm. in um, in the episode. There's one shot where Dave is kind of, I'm sorry, Vince is kind of tearing Dave a new one, and Vince is sitting on a wall eating lunch, and you just see, or Dave is sitting on the wall eating lunch, and you see Vince's shadow on the wall just looming over Dave. Yeah. And there's a couple of those throughout <laughs> the episode where I'm like, wow, whoever whoever shot this thing like really wanted it to look yeah. good, um, and so. 
it was very close to making my list because um, I thought it was a good episode. I think it's a, another case of maybe this episode's a little better than probably what follows. Yes, I think that's a great example of that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few on here that I think do that, but it's like almost like the original story was mm. great for that for for that beginning, and then they just try to like hold on to that throughout the rest of the show, and it's just not quite big enough to like carry a whole show. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did note, and we noted it on the gift when we did yeah. the episode review, is the editing on the show is very oh. problematic <laughs> um whoever whoever edited alex mack was just a sloppy they were very sloppy um a lot of cuts that don't make sense a lot of like jarring cuts um i noticed they use all sorts of weird transitions like star wars type swipes and um anyway so it doesn't benefit from that but uh overall a strong episode that's very story packed yeah. with story yeah we might have mentioned this in the past, I think that the first time she uh, transforms, she untransforms naked. Yeah, that's in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Strange. yeah. Uh, um, which they do quickly deal with in the episode. Which is Annie pretty much tells her like you need to focus harder to keep your clothes. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I noticed she did keep her clothes later in the episode. Yeah. So it's like yeah, she must have figured yeah, that out. She, pretty much a matter of um, working harder. Yeah. Uh, did you? I want to see. Did you catch? What is it that causes the accident? What happens with Dave? Oh, man. He's eating a sandwich or something? Yeah, it's real stupid. (laughs) He's driving the car, and he sets his fast food cup on a button that opens the back door Ah. of the truck. And then he drops his burger, and when he goes down to reach for his burger, uh, all hell breaks loose. I just can't believe Dave caused it all. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. trying to do the right thing when he can. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but a pretty strong pilot. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and uh, my second, you're not going to like this at all, is 15, checking it out. Get out of here. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved, I loved it. But it was that close to the top? Yes. Uh, top all-time Nickelodeon I wa- show. I watched Checking It Out, and I moved on to the second me. episode because... No. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I, I mean, it was... <laughs> It was one of the shows that I liked a lot more than I anticipated. Oh, good. But it was still, uh, you know, just kind of a bogus thing. Well. Well, then what do you have to say? What do you have to say to defend your decision? It just has this feel to it that's so weird. um, (laughs) That's for sure. That it's like hypnotizing. (laughs) I can't look away from it. I was going to use that exact word when talking about it, but referring to their conversations. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, they're just this such, like nothing... But, like, super real conversation, like, yes. he did this, yes. and then she did this, and, like, before you realize it, you're like, oh, I'm, like, zombie-like watching this, kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that can go in a good way or a bad way. For me, I'm just, it's, you know, it's that classic teen-type yes. drama, uh, yeah. Degra- Degrassi without any production value. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe somebody saw that episode and then ordered a bunch more. I mean, like, I just imagine, just imagine seeing that episode stand alone. Yeah. Nothing else exists. But in it the, just seems ridiculous. In the way that you've mentioned that all that and Are You Afraid of the Dark had a place in creating a genre yeah. for Nickelodeon, 
15 is really the only thing of its kind on Nickelodeon. Okay, yeah. Uh, so there must have been a certain type of audience, an yeah, older teen. Uh, that I don't know. I mean, the <laughs> acting is atrocious, which is one of the things. I mean, I'm a glutton for things that are so bad they're good. Um, and so, like, there, it's a real guilty p- pleasure. Um, Two more weeks of gymnastics. Matt, I'm not going to survive. Oh, stop whining. No, it's true. I'm not cut out for gymnastics. Those rings, the high bar, and the vaulting horses planning to kill me. Hey, I like gymnastics. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you, geek? So listen, I was just wondering. That stuff with Brooke. So what? Nothing really. It just looked like she was, I don't know, trying to flirt with you or something. She probably was. That's just Brooke, right? She flirts with everybody. She wants guys to come on to her just so she can dump them. Yeah, I guess. So what's this all about? Hey, are you wondering if I want to get back together with Brooke? Is that what it is? No, I wasn't exactly wondering. Hey, I'm going out with Ashley, and that's the way I like it. So don't worry. No, of course not. And if you do want to worry about something, Worry about that vaulting horse. It's plotting to kill you. It, you know, something else strange about it is it could have been any episode number. Like, if you had given me that episode and said, this is season three, episode ten. Yes. I've been like, all right. Yep. It, 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 um, it does no work to make sure, like, it introduces these people. It's just right into the story. Um, Kelly and Brooke are being very mean to everyone. Uh, Ashley is whispering her heart out. Uh, Dylan is, uh, man, Dylan's cool. Is he the, the jock? Kid. What's that? He's like the Matt, sports kid. No, Matt is oh. this. The, oh, the Dylan's school. the. He's our rough the jacket, leather jacket. Leather jacket uh, yeah. look, looks real cool. Sean Ryder, uh, yes. or I'm sorry, uh, Sean from uh, Boy Meets World, yeah. kind kind of guy. Um, so, it, it, of course, you got Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, doing his thing here. He's the little brother Billy. Uh, he finds out that his parents might be splitting up. Um, oh yeah. So in, every every scene is heavy drama, and so. I'm, that's part of like the appeal. It's that is the show. Really. Yes, the yes, drama. Yes, um, it, it does do a very good job of characterization. I mm-hmm. mean, like a couple words in, you know who the character is. You yes, know? so I'll, I'll give it that. Um, and it, as we've talked about previously, it has this weird thing of there are no extras. They're never in class. There is, there are extras. Like they are walking, oh. like to begin a few scenes. Yes, only for people. transitions. Yes, there's yeah. a couple people who yeah. scatter about, and then, but once the dialogue starts, there's no one in yeah. sight. It's always lunch. Um, <laughs> they apparently can go to diners just in the middle of the school day. Yeah. Did you notice the kid who uh, runs the diner is a kid? No. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Look for it. Uh, the guy who pretty much runs the place. It looks like a 13 year old boy <laughs> but he's got like a towel over his shoulder and um, um just a lot of stuff to like <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't, I don't know about that but uh it maybe i wonder when saved by the bell started because mm. uh the diner thing like yeah. it might have been a reaction to that like we got a maybe a diner's where kids hang out yeah that's a good call um so this show premiered in february of 1991 um, and so I think Saved by the Bell is already going. 
Ah, so yeah, it's very likely. Sense, yeah. you I mean, a... has none of the likability of characters. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the characters in the show are very yeah, mean yeah, to each other. I was going to ask you if you have a favorite character. In uh, 15? Not yeah, not necessarily that you like them as a person or whatever, but like... Uh, well, she was one of your least favorite, but Ashley makes me laugh so much. And if you watch Ashley, it, so break. she's the whisperer. She is a man. They just punish her. Yes, Everybody I, in the show is so mean to her and she's trying to be so nice. I did feel very bad for Ashley by the yeah. end of this episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe that was too hard on her. I do like uh, Billy as well because Ryan, yeah, not just that it's Ryan yeah. Reynolds, but this seems like a character that's really looking for a place. Yeah. And I love the fact that Dylan's the guy he latches onto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see, um, oh, well you watched the next episode. Yeah. So I saw that one of the dramatic things in the next episode is, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm totally off. Okay. Maybe I'm talking about this episode when, uh, Billy's like dressed the same as that's pilot. Okay. okay. Well, he starts like right at the end or something. Yeah. He yeah. starts kind of emulating, they yeah. go skateboarding yeah. together. Yeah. Um, it was just a funny, they're moment. eventually going to start jamming together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, but I can also see why people wouldn't watch it, but it, if you are interested, high quality versions of 15 are available on YouTube. Like the whole thing, I think, except for like the last season, maybe is available on YouTube for free. Um, so just, I've been saying it the whole time. I feel like there's a lot of our listeners probably are not tuned in on 15. Um, if we ever... but I'd like at least a couple, if I can get anything out of this podcast, this whole darn thing, once this episode's over, just check out 15 and let me know if you think it's good. <laughs> 15 is like ripe for a mystery science theater treatment of just the whole series. Yeah. Love it's, it. Yeah, just bad. walk you through the whole thing with each other. You know? Yeah. That'd be good. It really, you get some major laughs out of it. So that's my other close call. Nice. Yeah. I mean, not nice, but you know, <laughs> that's ridiculous that it was a close call, actually. There, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, but that one really makes me happy. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad it didn't make the list. That would have been no just too much. It was on there before I would finished all 30, um, but it got bumped out. Yeah. Well, Ferguson, I'm pretty positive that we've got the same. We have to have the same Ferguson. I will be shocked if we don't. Okay. Okay, you ready? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't think this, knowing what you have? Have, have you seen mine? No, but I'm just I, I'm just judging by the show. I'm almost 100% sure this has to be it. I don't Maybe I'm, <laughs> I don't, I'm wrong, but I would because when I'm if this isn't it, I I <laughs> can't wait to hear what I it is. hated I hated watching this, so yeah, let's see it. Wienerville. Yep. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Mark's mother visits. Uh, she doesn't really visit. Nope, nothing really uh, happens at all. <laughs> I mean, literally three quarters of the show is dedicated to like really old, very mediocre cartoons. Mr. Magoo. Right? Yeah, yeah. Gerald McBoing Boing. Um, and they're very long. Yes. Uh, the cartoons just go yes. on for like 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Did you remember that? I uh, feel like I didn't remember that. No, I didn't that. remember. So maybe it changes later. I hope so. <laughs> uh, I did not remember this happening, but boy, it was just. There was like. It wasn't even a competition because there was so little show. Yes. It's like this... I felt the same way that. I almost considered not making my Ferguson because it's almost not a show. It's yes. it's it's 
it's like shorts yeah. of Mark Wiener dealing with the people yeah. in the Wienerville, and then cartoons. Yeah, and, and honestly, I didn't mind the uh, Wienerville stuff. Like, yeah. I've been kind of hard on Wienerville, but <laughs> I don't mind the Wienerville stuff that much, but there was even very little of that. It was like, yeah. a one, a Dottie, I think, appears. Uh, Dottie starts the show okay. by announcing that Mark's yeah. mom's coming, and then the whole town, but the whole town leaves. Uh, z- you know, oh, Zip God. runs through a wall. But <laughs> um, just kind of funny. But there's no resolution. Yes, Even yeah. when the cartoons are done, yeah. they b- start bringing people down from the audience to do these like little games. Yes, and that made no sense. Like, that was so funny. They brought the this like family down to yeah. take a picture, a family picture, and then it was a joke. Yeah. And there wasn't really a picture, and it was like him... I forget what the joke was now. Yeah. But it was like not... It was like a half joke. Like him doing something semi-slightly funny and then being like... <laughs> well, okay, next cartoon. Yeah. yeah, it felt scattered, disorganized. Uh, I don't even know why you gave the episode a name. Uh, it really <laughs> feels almost like they called Mark Wiener that morning. We're like, get in here and we gotta have one episode done today. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I'll do what I can. It's, um, it's just not how I remembered it. Yeah, and it's called Mark's Mother Visits. Yeah. The only... In the, well... They're, like, preparing for her to be there. She's yelling. We don't see her. And then at the end... Oh, wait. We hear her yelling at the beginning, don't we? Uh, I think so. Like, or she's just yelling, saying she's gonna come. She's coming. Yeah, I think so. And then at the end, he walks off stage and, like, fights with her for a second and then gets, like, hit back on stage or whatever, and that's it. Yeah. Like... It's bad. Mark's mother was in the title, but... I think it's unquestionably... If... (laughs) I would I wouldn't recommend it to any of our listeners, no, no, but if you want to go no. back and watch all thirty of these pilots, I don't see how anybody walks away without saying this is yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah, it seems impossible. I I mean, if you do watch it though, I would you could easily just skip to the Wienerville parts and then be done with the episode in one minute and yeah, skip all could, the cartoons. It could be a three minute episode, yeah. and that's why I think like just make it short, or make it bumpers. Yeah. And the cartoons were not good. They were not good. That'd be one thing if they're great cartoons, but yeah, oh my no, not very good at all. Uh, I will say the one thing I liked about the episode mm-hmm. was Mark Wiener's Wienerville baseball jersey, uh, <laughs> which uh, I'd love to get one. Of. I'd love to get one. <laughs> nice, <laughs> the Wienerville baseball jersey. Um, well, it, I, I'm kind of looking forward after this to revisiting another Wienerville episode to see if right. it's the same or yeah. if it's better. I think they had. To, I just don't remember that yeah, much cartoon. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping this is a just a bad sample, and yes. uh, we'll eventually come around to some yeah. stuff. Um, before we talk about just any other pilots, yeah. uh, I did look up a few YouTube comments. So it's mm. time for a quick segment of what would YouTube comments do? So on the Avril Monsters YouTube video uh, for the switching hour, um, someone called the New Tuber Two wrote, "I actually once accidentally licked a penny. It was so delicious it became a habit. I'm so ashamed." <laughs> and there is a segment in the switching hour where they lick a penny. Um, yeah, they loved the taste of pennies. The monsters. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's um, that's something I forgot about, but uh, but I love that little uh, that little moment of getting pennies on halloween yeah yeah it's a cool thing yeah 
Uh, and then on the 15, uh, checking it out, pilot, um, gob- Goblin Train 7 says, Cute as she is, Ashley still seems like she'd be one of those girlfriends you get bored with after about a day or two. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley was just... She had so many activities going on. Which they point out. Yeah, it was and hard And she to... very quickly... He's like, you're in like 30 clubs. And she's like, I'm in only like seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But the boyfriend's pretty quick to, like, condemn her yeah. for her, all her activities. Nobody is nice to her. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, so what we wanted to do, because we watched so many of these pilots, is just anything else that kind of stood out to you that, one, yeah. for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, well, I do want to touch on Pete and Pete and just say, as always, Pete and Pete's great. Mm-hmm. I just felt the pilot was... It's one of my least favorite episodes, I think, for yeah. some reason. I'm not sure exactly what it is about it. I mean... it's di- It has a different style and feel, and I just think it hasn't reached... Like, I still like it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... feels like an awkward... Like, it's growing, and this yeah. is one of its awkward moments. It does. Yeah. It does feel like that. It's it's uh, it's a little heavy on um, open face. Ah, uh, open face, yes. It's a little heavy. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, Pete's crush on mrs um, on miss fingerwood is weird a little strange because <laughs> because of miss fingerwood's weirdness and be- yeah <laughs> it's just weird for many reasons yeah uh i like it too i just and the whole squid thing mm-hmm. it, i mean i like it for a different reason i think that i like most pete and pete's and it's because it feels to me almost more archaic than the other ones mm-hmm. like almost like as if it's taking place 10 years before the other ones like yeah. the school even feels older the way the teachers are it's just yeah something about it i don't know but anyway that's why i didn't make it okay um um angry beavers we didn't really talk about that was a good one actually i was surprised snowbound snowbound okay yeah. um because i mean i think of it i think back on angry beavers like i don't love it that much mm-hmm. but but i really liked this so it was a good story uh i don't like Angry Beavers animation. That's oh. something I oh. don't enjoy. I thought enjoy. the animation was very good in this. Yeah. I, it's just, I think it's a style thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a bad one. I I just don't, like, I don't I don't think I'll think about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was okay. Um, it was okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rocco's Modern Life. Trash O Madness. Trash O Madness. I wanted to uh, <laughs> put this on my list. I mean, it was kind of close. It was, yeah. like, in the running. Um, but I think this was just, it's just like, as Rocco goes on, it gets way better. And this was just a weaker, yeah. and, you know, I'm not supposed to be thinking about the later episodes. Yeah, but it's hard uh, not to. But also there's a problem with this is that when Rocco first started airing, um, the Succomatic one yeah. was like on constantly. Like, I just assumed that was <laughs> yeah. the first one. Yeah, you know? me too. Uh, so that's what I kind of think of in my head as the first Rocco. Yeah. And I think it's a way better episode, honestly. Yeah. But um, style-wise, you can tell, like, this looks yeah. a lot different than yeah. kind of the cl- the animation you know as Rocco. Um, Ren and Stimpy, man. I love Ren and Stimpy, yeah. as you know. Yes, I do. Uh, and big, big House Blues. Yeah, b- Big House Blues. Um this is another one that I don't think of as the first episode. Because the one mm. that I saw constantly was the Space Madness. Yeah. That was one that was on, like, yeah. right at the beginning. Um, and this was never one of my more favorite Ren and Stimpy's. It just... 
it's very weird. It like feels weirdly cut together. It's all over the place. Yes. Yeah. It it really feels like they were struggling to kind of piece it all together. Yeah, there's like a weird narrator over it. I love the narrator actually. Well, he's not he's that not was bad, funny. but it just felt like it was stitching it together yeah, somehow. Yeah. And um, I do love the animation in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that comes to mind immediately is the sun. Oh yeah, the smiling sun. Yeah, I that's cool. That. Um, Question: uh, yeah. There's so there's a girl in it that wants to take all the pets home. Yeah, looks a lot like Elmira from Tiny Toons. Oh, Did you notice she that? Does. And I, I lo- never just never thought about. And it I before. looked it up because it was so. I mean, there was nothing I could find, yeah. but man, looks just like yeah. Elmira and has the same trait of wanting to bring animals yeah. home. Yeah. So hmm. I don't know. I, I think Tiny Toons came after this. It, uh, yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, anyway, it's a good episode, but it just didn't make me. Yeah, it was okay. Um, as told by Ginger, the party. Yeah, uh, I was surprised. I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised by this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, she's invited to a party of cool girls. Yeah. It's with bad intentions. The cool girls are going to make fun of Ginger, and it's the kind of classic, like, yeah. works out for Ginger. Yeah. I, I think what I really loved about this was the characters mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat. Like, they're just really weird but <laughs> yeah. like well-formed characters like, agreed that you feel like you know them real quick um, yeah and and the whole feel of the show the look of the animation feels weird in a good way yeah like it's very unique and uh i just i liked it i liked the story i liked everything about it agreed of. this was one that for a second like is this gonna make my list yeah. but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like the animation a little more than i remember yeah um, this was never a show I was big into, but I thought the story was good. It was actually pretty funny in parts. Yeah. Um, it just, it still feels like maybe it was a show made for someone younger mm. than I was at that time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, almost like a Saturday morning type cartoon yeah. rather than Rocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not bad. It's just not what I think of when I think of Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as an episode, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one little note about that is Ginger's... Um, like design is different. She's like yeah. the only big difference is what she looks. Yeah. Her face looks yeah. like. I kind of like what she looked like in the pilot. I like them both really. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we didn't mention before, but angry beavers, Norb's voice was different. Yeah. And, oh, I was going to mention this. Uh, I think that in watching that, I realized how much Norb's voice in the show adds to it. Like yeah. it really like fills it in somehow. Like yeah. this felt a little <laughs> like something was missing. Kind yeah. of. You know? I, I yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, let's see, space cases. <laughs> you liked it? Uh, I liked it more than I was expecting, especially for the quality of the video, which was almost yeah. impossible. <laughs> well, it was to watch. bad. It was bad. It's yeah, the filming is bad. Um, it originally aired in Canada. Um. Did you watch a lot of it when it? I was surprised I, that it was '95 because I'm like, I feel like I totally yeah, missed the show. Oh, I, I definitely remember it. Distinctly remember watching more episodes. Um, but I would have guessed it was earlier than that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this one like it's a space salesman who gets on board the ship and he's trying. He's like, he's a con man. Um, and there's like this weird subplot of playing virtual chess and I, it felt like a weird story to start the show with like this, uh, it to me felt exactly like a kid's Star Trek episode. Yes. Um, even the story, like even the way the story was like multiple storylines and stuff, everything about it felt like it was trying to emulate Star Trek. But I was, so this episode is called breath of a salesman and, uh, uh, 
when it was going on, I'm like, are you, are we sure this is the first one? Because it really felt like it was treating it like we should just know a lot about these characters to the yes. point where I'm like, did I miss something? Cause I have no idea what they're talking about. So if, if in that way, I don't think it does what a successful pilot does, which is, I was really confused at like who was who they were saying people's names. Like I should uh, know. I, I wasn't um, really confused exactly, mm-hmm. but I, it didn't do the job that a lot of these shows did of like making, you know, the characters really yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, it was kind of relying. I felt like on their looks more than, who they are like, yeah um so it was just okay it was to me okay it was like a middle of the road like uh i i appreciate what they were trying to do yeah but i don't think it was quite successful yeah it wasn't like offensive uh the acting is pretty abysmal um yeah <laughs> the sets are not great yeah um. <laughs> i mean yeah it's, yeah. it's meh. okay uh what about wild thornberries really liked it yes so i really liked I... it um, in fact, it's, it would be just a couple away from my close calls. Wow. Um, oh. it was one that, uh, just, you know, I just haven't watched a lot of wild thornberry. I was, yeah. I was just kind of past Nickelodeon once it really got mm. going. Um, and I could totally see that if I was at the right age, I would have liked the show. I think the story is really creative. I like the premise. I like the voice acting. I like the animation. And on this one, which is just called Pilot, um, it really sets up the family. They're in Kenya. Nigel is there to document different yeah. animals. And these are all out there somewhere. Yeah. A rocket power is yes, rocket power only in pieces. Yeah. Um, um, and Shelby, will you have to buy? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying. I think that's the. I think those are the only those two were, that are. Yeah, tough. those were the tough ones. Um, well, I did really like Wild Thornberry. So yeah. I supr- like to a surprising amount. It was not close to my list, but mm-hmm. but it was good, very good. Yeah, agreed. Um, oh, what uh, what did you think about uh, SpongeBob? Help Wanted, Reef Blower. This tea was at the tree dome. extremely close to making my list. Okay, loved this episode. I remember this one distinctly from when it started. Every, yes, every part of it. Such a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like one of my favorite all-time SpongeBob's. Yeah. Um just so much stuff right off the bat that was great. I mean, first of all, the world is built, you don't even think about it kind of. You just yeah. kind of accept it. Um but uh a couple of my favorite things are uh Mr. Krabs joke, the smelly <laughs> smell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great. Um and I also love the final uh, scene with the Tiny Tim song and uh, Spongebob flipping the burgers to the, all the anchovies. Yes. Oh, oh, the tiny, the man. use of Tiny Tim just perfect. Really great. And just Spongebob's intro when he finally they're like waiting for him forever to show up and he finally flies in with the, yeah. with the spatula like, who's hungry? <laughs> just so uh, epic kind of. And I thought tea at the tree dome where uh, Spongebob goes to visit Sandy, like that scene of SpongeBob refusing to tell her that he's thirsty and he's drying up, like he's like, uh, "Water would be nice. <laughs> water, water, water would be nice." Um, that feels like really classic SpongeBob. Yeah. Just that whole concept of um, SpongeBob refute out of politeness, refusing to make his yeah. host feel uncomfortable, and as a consequence, becoming a sponge. Yeah. Like, yeah. SpongeBob was just super successful from the moment I yeah. saw it. Yes. It was just, they just got everything right. Yeah, yeah. it's very clear. Um, some things, I guess, they weren't Ferguson's, but some things I didn't love. Uh, I didn't love the Cousin Skeeter pilot. 
um, were. Wow, I that's one that I was very surprised how much I liked it. Mm, okay, I was good. totally expecting to hate it, and yeah. uh, I actually got into it. Oh, know. that's good. And especially weird because it's got a laugh track. So I'm just like, man. Yeah, and that's a show that's really filmed like there's no possible way yes. there's a studio yeah. audience. <laughs> it's very weird. That's a that's uh, the opposite of uh, what was the one we were talking about. Um, Clarissa. Clarissa. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, where like where you barely notice it, kind of. Yeah. It's like yeah. Um, and then uh, I also a couple others I didn't love uh, were Welcome Freshman. Oh my gosh, Welcome Freshman was on the low side for yeah. me. Maybe the second lowest. Yeah, really uh, hard, almost hard to get through. I liked, I love the setting that it's mm-hmm. in school, and I like what they're trying to do. It just mostly fell flat. Yeah, I mean, all right. So if we took Wienerville off this list, because it is nothing even comes <laughs> close. Um, what would have what would have been your Ferguson had Wienerville uh, not been? On oh. Actually, a pro. Oh man, Welcome Freshman is very close. Yeah. Either that. I think Vice Principal Lippman saves it. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's he the is most memorable. The best part. Yeah. Um, but it might have to be a hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. This is a show I didn't watch. Uh, but I cannot believe that that was the premise of the show. <laughs> I'm even okay with that. Yeah. I just didn't like how it was done. Yeah. I didn't feel anything for the characters or like a part of the show at all. It yeah. just felt like I don't want to watch it, basically. Nope. No, that was a really bad one. That was close for me. Um, welcome freshman, like we said. If if yeah. Vice Principal Lippman isn't doing his stand up routine on the announcements, it's it's close. Uh, Merv. <laughs> uh, I like that his name's Merv. Yeah. That's kinda of funny for yeah, some reason. It is. It's good. Um, cat dog, I as oh, always did dog. not enjoy. Yes, that um, was pretty poor. I'm I'm really cat. The more I see of it, the more I hate cat. Um, yeah, you know, cat dog is the only animation that I think that I just can't bring myself to really enjoy. Yeah, there's something. Off, I don't, there's something just off about it. Yes, I, yeah, it doesn't quite work. I, as someone who is not a professed. Yeah. Wild Thornberries are as told by Ginger fan. Yeah, I, I watched those episodes and like was able to go. Yeah, these are good. Yes, these yeah. are totally well made. I see why they got picked up. Cat Dog is just like it's kind of mean spirited from the start. The animation is good, mm-hmm. like technically. You know, I don't love the kind of darker color scheme that they use. Yeah, it's kind of annoying to me. But um, you know, it looks good. Like when that came out, I bet it was. I bet the other animations that were like kind of up for maybe a Nicktoon were just not as good looking. Yeah. Uh, but that's like its biggest strength and everything else is a little off. For sure. Um, we might as well just kind of skim through yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, Keenan and Kel, which is just called uh, pilot. Yes. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't, quite like it as much as the tur- the thanksgiving one i think turkey day yeah, yeah. but i liked it i mean yeah. i had a good time watching it it was kind of middle of the road uh i'm looking forward to watching morkin and kel yeah I, mean, I just i don't know if it's holding up for me the way it's what was the main thing happening in this one now i Ke- can't even keenan wants a car um, oh that's right that's yeah. right yeah it was a mediocre story but i, I but i like to you know yeah. overall um 
rocket power we just touched on that we couldn't find the pilot it was tough it's called new squid on the yeah. <laughs> new squid on the block but really tough to find it seems that it just doesn't exist out At, in, in the wild yeah. like maybe somebody's got it on tape somewhere but yeah um but uh, i did watch new squid on the block okay and i like that i mean i remember that episode specifically and i like it a lot yeah. um i think rocket power gets kind of uh doesn't get enough credit <laughs> and i thought this was a very good episode okay Especially to begin it. All right. It didn't move me one way or another. Mm, totally middle. Yeah, middle kind, of, kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we haven't talked about Kablam, uh, your real best friend, which is a show I really have like kind of a love-hate thing with. Hmm. Really love some segments, really love Prometheus yeah. and Bob, um, and other segments that I like. I like Action League now. Uh, but yeah, I, but a lot of the animated stuff doesn't do it for me. Just to hit on them real quick, it included Henry and June. Yeah, the you know the the wraparound thing, yeah. uh, Sniz and Fondue, Action League Now, Life with Loopy, and Prometheus and Bob. Uh, I thought this was really good. It was one of Ooh. my favorite oh. uh, of the animations. Okay. I and I've always been a big fan of like the. Um, a lot of short animations and you get to like see the different like yeah. the animation clip shows kind of uh and i thought all these were really strong in this episode in particular i was i always crack up at uh, prometheus and bob and life with loopy i love how it looks yeah. and it's just so wacky that uh, i really liked it okay um what are we missing we have not discussed alan strange uh, i believe that's the last one yeah <laughs> um this for me was a little bit better than middle of the road mm-hmm. um because i like the alien thing yeah and in this episode in particular like the uh effects were pretty good not bad um, surprisingly yeah. competent yeah. uh just to go sorry competent. just to go back competent <laughs> that is so good for um it. to go back for one second yeah. uh the effects on Eddie McDowd of the dogs talking oh, were yeah. <laughs> made me just like my skin crawl, <laughs> and the eyes. Oh, the, weird. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, this was better than Eddie McDowell. Oh yeah. You know. Oh. Um, I for me, Alan Strange is like kind of in the same realm as Alex Mack. Like mm. they feel very similar. Okay. Um, the stories are often like very close. The look of them even feels the same. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just lump them together in my head. What. Uh, yeah, you, I'm no, I'm kind of about it or? Yeah, I'm kind of on board with that. I, like it was middle of the road for me, not something I don't think I'd go rushing back to, yeah. but I thought it was like well made enough to see why like, oh yeah, this could be a good show. Yeah. Um like we mentioned Mystery Files of Shelby Wu was um I don't think we considered it. Oh, yeah, we yeah, uh, you have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Yeah. The one show that's not like just available everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It is um, uh strange. You know what we didn't talk about either uh animorphs yeah that was not on there oh, um i was never a big fan of it <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't i don't think I it would be on the list but yeah so we couldn't cover we tried everything. to we tried to get them yeah we did i think we hit most of the yeah important stuff yeah um but it was i mean it was exhausting yeah it definitely was <laughs> but it was uh it was definitely the good stuff is really good yes i think like even though i i think you disagree with maybe Hey, dude, or what? What have you? And I might disagree well, with Twisted Claw. Even the, yeah, even the stuff that I disagree with you on is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, yeah by all means, it's good. Um, 
So if you wanna, if you want to go back and take a look, like we said, all of these are out there somewhere. Some you really have to dig for. Yeah. Um, tough. It, the actual pilot for Rocket Power is tough. Shelby, will you have to be willing to buy? Um, but everything else is. Did you find uh, Rocco's Modern Life online? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't find that one online. I ended mm. up finally watching it on the DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a. None of these I watched on DVD, so hmm. they are all, and I didn't buy anything. So <laughs> they are all out there. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing a little bit yeah. about pilots. Uh, I really had a good time going over. I mean, yeah. as tiring as it was, <laughs> as daunting, um, yeah. I really liked watching like the majority of these. There was just so few stinkers ultimately yeah. that I was pretty happy with it. And it's it's true. Um, yeah, there, I'd say there's only, like, three or four that I was, like, oh, looking at the clock. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. go. You know what? I, the first one that I watched was Wienerville. Oh, I just, man. I just, uh, How did you just not call it a day? Like, I can't do this today. <laughs> it made me feel very um, nervous about going what forward. Made, was, was, like, was it know. just random? Like I was trying to go with, like, what I thought was going to be the least enjoyable for oh, me. okay. But I didn't quite get it. Like, I would have started with 100 Deeds that I thought about that probably. Yeah. But but that turned out to be the perfect one to start it off with. Wow. It was all uphill from there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a good and a bad thing, I guess. My last one was 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd, and mm. I was... Um, at that point, not, I, I considered turning it off because I'm like, this isn't going to crack the list. But I just wanted to have thoughts on it. Yeah, anyway, so. yeah. Um, so that is our favorite pilot <sighs> episodes from 90s Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> just taking a deep breath here. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Well, next week, it's going to be episode 41. Hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about... An episode of Clarissa Explains It All called No TV. Yeah. The second episode <laughs> uh, to follow up our pilots. Yeah. And interesting, interestingly enough, Clarissa is the only show that ended up both on both our lists, top five. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So perfect. Wow. And we didn't, we didn't, we had planned on talking about No TV next week yes. without knowing that. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Very good. Yeah. I look forward to it. Clarissa is a show that I have enjoyed Definitely. quite a bit looking at. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that. And Sandy will be joining us yeah. next week. Uh, so it'll be fun to hear her thoughts uh, on Clarissa as well. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Growing. Uh, Instagram, Orange Couch Podcast. Email us. That's the best way to get a hold of us, as people know, at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Podbean and iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Really, really helpful. And... Um, if you've been following us, you know that we've been really encouraging people to send us their nominations for a show we're going to do at the end of February. So last Sunday, we're going to do a show called the 90s Nickelodeon Awards, where we let you guys nominate what you think are the best in each category. The categories include best animated show, best live action show, best game show, best theme song, best main character, best supporting character, best Nickelodeon family best programming block and your favorite episode of big orange couch uh, which that category is a very close race right now so we need more votes um so if you send us if you email us message us whatever it is send us your picks uh we'll take whatever the top four nominations are in each category so whatever gets them the four things that get the most vote in each category will move on 
to the award show. And um, we have our own method of picking, which may surprise people. Um, but it'll, I think that'll be a fun one. So if you uh, feel so inclined, get, in, get a hold of us and let us know what it is you want to be considered for our award show. Um, so Yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah, I... Uh, lots of votes so far which has been exciting and um i'm intrigued by what's not getting votes and what is getting votes you can really discern uh the taste of our listeners (laughs) (laughs) let's let's just say there isn't a lot of roundhouse fans Mm, that's a surprise (laughs) is it no okay uh all right so um that's it (laughs) yeah well uh can't wait to see you next time because one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do one is the loneliest number that you'll ever know